Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at one 800 364 9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501 984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Once again with Mr. Todd Knowles. What's your position again, Todd? I am the superintendent of Lakes Common Property. Forest, wildlife, dams, and spillways. So, yeah, yeah. I've and got I've got a little bit going on. You got a little bit going on. Got a little bit going on. More yeah, than got, once. More than got enough once. to make got enough to make day go by. Yeah. Well, to, today we're going to talk about timber because that's always a big deal, and everybody's like, "What timber management?" And and let me let me preface something real quick before we go here. Everybody who's driven out the East Gate in the last two years has said, "Oh, they had to they cut this down, and it doesn't look as pretty. And what's getting better, it's growing back, and whatever." Uh, this was not a voluntary situation. Would you call that, Todd? What what was that? No, that was a that was a remedy situation because we had pine beetles that hit us pretty hard. And we had to take a bunch of that timber out. You know, half of that stand of timber down there was already dead. Yeah. yeah. It, it was dead. I think there was, uh, you know, I think that we took out about close to 60 dead trees out of that one little stand Man. where the pine beetles had just destroyed it. Well, and, and here's what happens. Here's what happens. In the village, we we look like this big, you know, uh, sprawling natural community, but we got lines everywhere and everybody's got a line. So, for example, the, the POA cleans up the road right there by where the pine beetles kind of decimated us. That That's uh, no, Alicante. No, it's Alicante. What is El it? Elcano. Elcano. Right there, Elcano and DeSoto, right as you're just about to go at the East Gate, which could have looked prettier. Well, I got news for you. The beetles, the Ips beetles, they don't care who owns what property because there's property across the street that Mr. Brandon owns with Renaissance that needs to have cutting on it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took out a bunch of dead ones on it. It, it had gotten pretty infested. So h- how do we get the Ips beetles and what's the cure? 
Well, the Ibs beetles are spread by, by the wind. By the wind? Less. By the wind, yeah. They they get out and they just glide through the wind of trees. The main the main thing you got to have to stop the spread or infestation of them is the proper spacing within your trees. And, uh, you know, years ago before the village bought this, it belonged to a timber company. And especially down toward the east end, they came in, they planted. You can you can see in some places where it looks like a rose. That's where they planted back years ago, and they plant that uh, with the purpose of coming back and harvesting that timber or thinning it or whatever. To uh, you know uh, later on, well, they sold it to to, to Hot Springs Village or to Cooper, and it never did get cut. So it just kept growing and growing, and now you've got an overgrown forest of plantation pine trees that's choking each other out. And, you know, the pine beetles doesn't attack a healthy pine. They will not attack a healthy pine. Really? They attack a pine tree that's under stress. Now, the reason that they that they got so infested down to El Cano, it was so overgrown that they were choking each other out and weakening the trees. That's prime pine, pine beetle so uh, as soon, access. As soon as we weaken the trees, there's more weak trees and that, there's that's more pine beetle attack. access. That's really. when they attack. And and you'll notice a big pine beetle infestation after we have a big drought. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of areas where the pine trees are weakened by by drought or or by overgrowth. You know, uh, you, you get an overgrown forest, and we hey we have a beautiful forest. Lots of people move here because of the beauty that we have, and and we 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 have a beautiful forest, and we want to keep it that way. But when you get, uh, I was talking about them getting weakened by by overgrowth. Uh, you know, you get you get an overgrown stand of of timber, then uh, especially pine trees, they go to choking each other out, and that weakens the pine trees, and that's what happened down there. And the pine beetles, they just you know they seen the prime opportunity and they just attacked. Had a heyday. Well, they had we a heyday had, in it. We had talked, and let me pull up a a share a share here real quick. We had talked about another area, and I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom out here a whole lot first. Uh, this is for, uh, we have a lot of people that will ask, Hey, how did you get that information? Where can I get that? This is act data scout, a C T D a T a scout. And this is just shows the map pretty well shows the, the village pretty well. But as you drill in and you go a little deeper, uh, let's see if it'll resolve. I probably need to get even closer than that, but some of the areas, <clears throat> It will tell you who owns, and you can see very clearly. Now, this DS Services America, that was the fine folks down at uh, uh, Mountain Valley. Mountain Valley. That owned that land, and they've sold that. I think it's uh, uh-huh. Nesc- Nescafe or Nesty or whatever. Yeah, owns something it. something like that. But, but the land adjacent to it. Now, this is the north border of the village. If you'll notice, and I'm going to zoom back out just for a moment. We're on the north side of Lake DeSoto. Okay. And as I zoom in, there's a little place called Paso, P-A-S-O. Mm-hmm. And and so it looks like I can see on the north side that there's where Potlatch comes in. There's where mm-hmm. the, the the where it says Hot Springs Village POA. Tell me about that, Todd. Uh this is an area that, that we're gonna try to go in and manage uh this summer when it dries up. You know, actually Hot Springs Village POA. We signed a contract with Green Bay Packaging, which is a timber management company. 
they own a bunch of land that, that joins Hot Springs Village. Now, how are they how are they associated with Warehouser? Because when I hear Green Bay Packaging, I just think of Warehouser. Is that the same thing? Yeah. No, no, they're they're a timber company, but you know they've got mills everywhere, and but they 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 manage timber for property or for landowners, hmm. and uh, they will come in. They they send their people in to let you know, you know, what kind of stands you have and what stands are overgrown, and and give you kind of a uh, advice on what you should do to certain stands. Now, at the end of the day, it's our call, POA's call. But they come in and they help us with managing our timber. And they also have a very good partnership with all other timber companies that adjoin the Hot Springs Village, such as you see here, Potlatch mm -hmm. or Deltic or mm -hmm. Deltic. So this is an area that, we, that we're going to try to go in and, and, and manage uh, when it dries up this year. And actually, the timber that we take out, uh, we will not be taken out on any Hot Springs Village road. Uh, we'll be going through Deltic there, as you see, and uh, we'll be taking the timber out of that Bill Myers Road. We won't be on any Hot Springs Village Road. You know, your big trucks loaded with timber sometimes they have a they have a tendency to tear up some of your roads or your asphalt and stuff like that driving on them. So we're going to be taking this out uh, at Bill Myers Road. Mm -hmm. So there will be some activity in this area right here. This as soon as it dries up, probably around. April, May, somewhere in there, June, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, when 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 we will start. But this is the area that we're going to concentrate on first. How many acres do you think this is here? I think that comes out to about a little over sixty acres. Okay, and and uh, I see also there's another area here around Paso that uh -huh. once again the the POA owns that too, and and I, yeah. I can see where where the POA and <clears throat> excuse me, let let me let me draw in here just a little bit more. One of the things that, that, and I love this little area, by the way, this Paso area, you see the little green stripe between the two streets. Mm -hmm. What you don't see is that that green stripe is where Cooper set aside for the POA to bring utilities. Instead of down the street, we'd bring it from behind the building. Well, the other thing you don't see is, is that that wherever where it says the word Paso, that is a steep, steep, rocket, ruggy hill. It's a beautiful view. But it'd be oh, hard yeah. to build on. It'd be hard to build on. Yeah. And 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 all that in there is pretty pretty steep and rugged, this area. And there, there's a lot of hardwood in there. Uh, we're not going to be doing anything with the hardwood. Really? No, we're not going to be taking out any hardwood. Just we're, pulling we're, out the we're timber. We're pretty good on there. Yeah, so, our pine trees mainly is what we're going to concentrate on. So, so when we talk about managing, what are we trying to do? What's the overall objective here? Well, as I said before, you know, we've got a beautiful forest here. We're part of the Washtenaw Mountain Range, and we want to keep it that way for our members and guests. And by doing that, you have to manage it by, you have to, you know, you have to inspect it for certain diseases, such as your hardwood. You know, you got root rot, or and and your pine trees. You know, your beetle infestations, and you just want to you want to maintain the proper spacing between your trees uh, to allow the others to grow and flourish, and and be healthy. You won't just Maintain a healthy forest. And by doing that, you've got to remove some trees. Now, Todd, you're a registered forester. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So, I mean, this is not like this is something you're just learning about. You you have a degree. Oh, in no, this no. Yeah. yeah. This is, and in our committee, the common property <laughs> committee, we have two other registered foresters on that committee. And, you know, and this is, this is something that we've, that we've looked into. And this is something that we've, you know, discussed and investigated for nearly a year now. 
Hmm. And so hmm. now we're going to, we're going to begin this project and there may be some, a few more areas in the village. So if people see or hear what's going on, you know, or hear chainsaws, then that's, that's what's going on. There's no need to be alarmed. Well, and, and a couple of things I need to share because I, I know some history here, but, but first <clears throat> you're not t- taking as a rule, are we talking about harvesting the bigger trees or a particular size of tree or what, what have, what have we got in mind? And and are we trying to get more cover to uh, more sunlight to the ground or what, what's the story? Well, we are for your wildlife and, mm. uh, you know, you allow more sunlight in the ground or to, the, to hit the ground, you allow more sunlight for your trees to absorb. Mm. Uh, you take out that umbrella, they call it. You know, your forest has got an umbrella mm-hmm. and, and you want to, you want to take out a little bit of that umbrella to allow the sunlight to hit the forest floor to allow your native plants and stuff to grow. Now your, your pine trees, when they reach a certain size, uh, you know, they're, you can't do anything with them. So they're going to get big and die and fall on the ground. So you're saying they're uh, too big to process. Is that what you're they're saying? They're too big to process. Nobody <laughs> wants to take them anymore. Hmm. At the, at the meal. So, you know, if, if you're going to try to get any kind of revenue before your trees die, your timber is going to die. Your pine trees reach a certain lifespan, you know, mm-hmm. you see them all over the place dead. So if you, if you're going to get a certain revenue for them, you have to, you have to try to get them when they're a certain size, because when they get overgrown now, uh, I'm talking about the, the, the size of them, you can't, uh, a meal won't hardly take them. Well, let's go right back to the Ips beetle. If you if mm-hmm. you let them get too big, and you don't take them out, and they get weak and diseased, then you you're making a a, a nest for the Ips beetles. Is that correct? Right, right. And the next thing you know, they're on the forest floor, just rotting away. So, mm, so literally yeah. wasted. Just wasted, yeah. So, hmm. well, let me let, let's talk about this before. And I know to some newer members, they're going to say, well, "Well, we you know we've got all this timber. Why have we never done this before?" And Todd, you and I know we have done this before. There have we been have. numerous, numerous uh, campaigns. If I'm not mistaken, I think we had a 20, 20 phase campaign, and we were on phase thirteen or fourteen or something like that. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've done, done this. We've done this a lot, but not. How do I say this? I don't think we did it in a unified, let's have a big global plan kind of discussion. Was that fair enough? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, they 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 have done this uh, a lot before. Well, and this, ain't, the, this is not the first time. No, no, no. And well, one of the things that happened was, and this has been 15 years ago, probably. One of the things that happened was, is that there were complaints that we were taking too much timber. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to. I'm going to not throw myself on the, on the, 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 my sword here, but I am going to tell you a thing that happened and how we kind of got here. This particular piece of property right here. Okay. Uh, Piney Woods Properties owns that. That's myself and Jeff Atkins. We have that property right there. We bought that from Cooper. It was reserved probably 10, 12 years ago. Ernie Deaton, engineer for the village, came in and said, man, this is great timber. We need to harvest this. And that is, Cooper's land because it is reserved or was, I should say that was Cooper's land because it is reserved. <clears throat> People were complaining when you would drive up Carmona. Oh, we took way too much timber. We, we, we shouldn't have taken that timber out. We weren't doing it. Cooper was doing it. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a miscommunication. Anytime you see somebody cutting down a tree on more than an acre of land, you go, Oh, well, well, that's the POA. 
not necessarily all the time. Right. right That's right. That's right. And, you know, if you, uh, if you talk to a forester, they'll say your basal rate, that's, that's the term that they use is, is your basal rate. Now, in order to keep a healthy forest, or when you go in to thin a forest, you want to thin it to a certain basal rate. And that's B- how many trees basal B B A S I L. And that's basal. That's how many tem- that's how many trees you have in a certain area is your basal rate. Okay. Okay. And you know, sometimes they hit it hard, but you know, most of the time if we're gonna manage one, we're we're only gonna you know, we wanna keep it at an eighty to a ninety basal rate. That's not hitting one very hard. And we're not going to hit, you know, whenever we go to, we go to managing our timber, we're not going to hit it real hard, but we're going to, we're going to hit it hard enough to where that our other trees can, can grow, can, can flourish. Our oaks can produce a lot more acorns for our wildlife, uh, you know, and, uh, and then you'll see some other species of native plants start growing on the forest floor. I think I think the word it, it, a lot of people use is diversity here and sustainability. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems, and it, it's just, you know it's just not my preference. But you know, we're, as you go down to Soto, when we were getting down to Demonte before you get to Macero and all that, uh, Maderas, uh, you know, it was plantation pines, just like you said. And oh it, yeah, it's not the world's prettiest thing, and it certainly is not the most productive. It's not productive because it only makes pines and pine cones. That's it. Yeah, exactly. All, and, and you've and got pine needles. Yeah, exactly. And once again, that's an area where that property is owned by a private company or a private individual. That's not POA land anymore or not even Cooper land anymore. Yeah. But I, I pick on that area to say uh, in South Arkansas, and like I'm a forester, I don't know these things at all, but what I what little I do know, a lot of times I hear people say they're looking for, and when you talk about a basal rate, it's per acre. Is that right? Yeah. For most times, and- most times, right? Yeah. And where I'm going with that is, is that a lot of times in South Arkansas, in the, in the flatlands down where Diane's from, it'll be 40, 60, 65, 70 trees an acre. Now, think about that. That's 40,000 square feet, roughly. And and you're going to have 60 trees on 40,000 square feet? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, when uh, the other cuts were being done and there were some analysis being done, we had 250, 300 trees per acre in some places. And not only is it unattractive, it's a thicket and it is not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, it's a, it's a way to keep, uh, if you go up Highway 7, you know, you used to go up around Jasper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been there here recently, but. I think a couple of years back, you know, they had a bad infestation hit up there along seven, along their scenic view it used to be beautiful. You could go up there and look out the lookout and look over the mountain and you see all the, all the beautiful trees and especially fall time, you know, the colors were changing. It used to be on uh, you know, everybody went once a year or I say everybody, but we used to go once a year to take pictures and to see it. Well, they had infestation and diseases hit up there in their forest. Because they did, they never did maintain it because it was so steep, and they ended up having to go in and wipe out everything. You really? could go, to, you could go to the lookout, and all you seen was just dead down timber. And, and, and we're talking uh, about a fifty-year reset, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just it just annihilated their timber. <clears throat> so uh, you know that's something we don't want to. You know, people say, "Well, we live here in the mountains; everything's green and beautiful." It is, it is, unless. You don't maintain it. It's just like anything else. You don't maintain it. 
and you don't take care of it, uh, you know, there's a, there's a real good possibility you're going to lose it. So yeah. it's either going in and taking a few trees out here and there, or it's going in and taking every tree in that whole section out. Because you have no other choice. Because you have no other choice, right. So, yeah. I mean, that's it's just it's just a way of, of maintaining. It's just like, like anything else. You have to maintain it and take care of it and to, to make it look good. And that's, that's what we want to do. One of my favorite motivational speakers had a great quote, and he was talking about marriage. He was talking about life. He was talking about everything. And he said, every garden must be tended. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not to think so is naive. That's if you right. don't think we're going, and, and, and one of the things, and I know we have a lot of people, California, Texas, a lot of new visitors that have come in new purchasers have come in. One of the things, if you haven't lived in a forest very long, there's life and death. And if you don't understand trees live to a certain age and they die of old age, period. They and do. it's just like you said, Todd, we got one or two options. We can take these out and harvest them and make the ground better, or they can lay on the ground and rot. Take your choice. Yeah. Or lay across the road. If you <laughs> blow over during a storm. <laughs> that, that you know? my friend sounds like the voice of experience. That's what exactly. that sounds like. <laughs> exactly. Out here at two o'clock in the morning, cutting trees out of the road. <laughs> well, again, Todd, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure having anything else hey, you want to talk about you. timber management or what? Well, that that's just about it. I mean, is, uh, but if we come into your area, and we're, we're, we're harvesting and you hear the saws and you hear the machinery working, please, please, by all means, stay out of the woods. Don't go down there and, and go to see trying to see what's going on. These things slang, they slang wood and, uh, timber is going to be falling. So, uh, just please stay out of their way and, and, uh, let them do their job. And, and trust me, we're not, we're not trying to go in and, decimate the forest we're, we're trying to maintain a healthy one for you and for our members and guests to be able to enjoy yeah i appreciate it todd thank you so much seriously buddy thank you for what you do you're an asset to the community and we appreciate you buddy hey thank you dennis always a pleasure okay talk to you soon todd thanks for watching and listening to hot springs village inside out a weekly podcast starring hot springs village arkansas Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.